So Trevor, you said, hold on, let me go get a beer. I'm going to need it. To which yeah. uh, then I said to David, please go get the booze. And he said, why? And I said, I quote, because I need it. So uh, this is this he is also kinda, says that to his wife like two or three times yeah. a day. Honey, get me a bottle. <laughs> why? Because I need it. I have a running list here of things I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> and I'll just add, just give me a second. Most of them to pertain it. to the covenant. <laughs> there are things I'm not allowed to say or understand. And David gave me a list. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. I, I'm uh, a little self-conscious of my chest hair. So let me just adjust this. Well, I have none. So there's so many things I want to show Trevor. Chest hair isn't one of them. <laughs> I'm actually, as I get older, you know, I'm like getting more hairy. I'm not losing yeah. my hair. I'm just becoming hairy. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's uh, leaving your head and going to your. You no, know, it's your, just okay. Just increasing in my chest, my volume and viscosity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Uh, I am in charge of the intro today, and we're going to play a game. Are you ready to play a game? This is the intro after the intro, but yes. But you don't don't do that. We have to. This is a theater I just of the need mind. To clarify thing. placement. All you do is clarify, and we that's never true. And I, all I want is the truth. Okay. okay, I will leave things to mystery. I will okay. be a Lutheran. Thank you very much. David, with the... with Hold on, I got to clap. Another Lutheran joke. The same <laughs> Lutheran joke. But, I get paid by the Lutheran joke. <laughs> <laughs> but today is a very special edition of Papist or Not. We have a special guest with us. Mm. Uh, special guest Trevor Marsteller from the Reform Pub. Hey! We're very excited. Wow. It's a wonderful day. He is here, and he's I going to play. That. He's going to play Just this as game. funny... As it was 25 years ago. <laughs> so, Trevor, this game is very simple. I'm going to give you a list of people, places, or things, and I'm not. And, and you, will you agree Nouns. and concur that? Would you, why do you say that? Because that's what that's the definition of a people, place, or thing. Thank you, but I can I can I can say people, places, or things. I know, but it's so much shorter. I'm going to give you a list of nouns, Trevor, and uh, you are no, going to you, you are back. going to reason your way through. Uh, and I'm not giving this list to you. Will you agree that I have not given you any list? Of any, uh, I, I've not given you anything. This He's is giving you zero nouns. You're, you're doing this live. I have not been prepared ahead of time. Um, okay, good. I, I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay, well, we're going to do this Bill O'Reilly style. We're going to do it live. Okay, that's a joke <laughs> only I get. Is that right? I, I think podcast sucks. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Finally, someone other than me gets that oh, reference. You had so loud. Okay, well, well, we're going to do this thing live. Uh, so, uh, and David is going to assist. He's going to pop in uh, every now and then and add comments that uh, help in absolutely no way. So here we go. Uh, number one on uh, Papist or Nah to Trevor. Uh, is this Papist or Nah? Here we go. Tony Arsenal's dog. <laughs> is Tony Arsenal's dog Papist or Nah? Not. Ooh. Not your reasoning, sir. Because I made a meme of his dog and it was about Molinism. Okay. I, Wait, was the dog Molinist? Uh, no, he was kind of like making fun of Molinism, which the if dog you're making, making fun, fun of Molinism. Molinism, you can't really be a papist, I think. Okay, That's well, fair, yeah. what I got from that is uh, Tony Arsenal's dog is not papist, but possibly I Molinist. I want to say, I concur, okay. uh, and it's simply on the basis that the dog has not been shot. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. Tony would just not abide that. <laughs> Oof. The day Tony's last name is Arsenal. His beloved oh, dog my. that he loves so much finds out he's a Molinist and then <laughs> shoots I'm the dog. I'm not saying he would shoot <laughs> everything, <laughs> but it's just a dog. He's putting it out of its Gives him the Trevor, workspace misery. We've done our first one and we're already up the rails. 
we've killed uh, Tony's dog, and we Podcast haven't even got started. Not okay, number two. Sponsored by the SPCA. All right, <laughs> number two, Papist or Nah, Evangelical Guitar Solos. Papist or Nah? Papist. Papist, your reasoning, sir. Because, um, and while I am not a person who advocates for acapella whatnot, which I think acapella is fine, um, Catholics, Papists were very big on instrumentation uh, around the time of the Reformation and before. And uh, yeah, it's just distinctly not necessarily a Reformed thing, so therefore, Papist. Okay. All right. Well, I'm comfortable with that. David, are you? I, I'm reasonably comfortable with it. <laughs> but I, my response, I just need to note for the record, is acapella. Okay. There are no instruments accompanying my response. <laughs> I've always wondered that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next on the list, papist or not, naked juice. Papist or not. Like Did the- you say Jews or juice? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing, but... Um... <laughs> well... <laughs> Given that Trevor isn't wearing pants, perhaps it's apt. Uh, yeah, I, no, I will he clarify. Look Jewish. Look I at his nose. <laughs> Funny. He did, Trevor doesn't look Jewish. Um, here we go. <laughs> That's uh, different. No, no, no. The the brand of the popular the juice brand. thing. Yeah, it was. I was just. It was in my mind because a Babylon Bee article came out about it not that long ago. So naked juice, juice, papist or not? Nah. All right. Let me think. Of, let me think about this. Um... I'm going to go ahead and say not. No. Your reasoning, sir. Because, you know, Catholic and Papist priests are big on the whole celibacy thing, so maybe they're not getting naked too much. Okay. Mm, You know what? I'll accept that. Judges. Yeah, nobody drinks juice in the shower. That's what beer is for. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, get me my Coors Light. (laughs) Why? Because I said so. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the, that's a thing that's come up. I, I watched know, that. I know, I know, I know. I was there four thousand years, years ago. ago. <laughs> so was I. I remember that. Like that. Like, I think I've never seen the admins more upset <laughs> when, <laughs> when the, uh, the beer thing. Okay, next upset. on the list, papist or not, white people. <laughs> Ooh. Papist or not? You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say papist. Okay, Ooh. your your reasoning, sir. <laughs> Um, it's a little convoluted, but, um, yeah, it's actually very convoluted, but, um, okay. We like that. You know how, like, papists will often claim, like, oh, like, you know, this church father, totally Roman Catholic, this church father, totally Roman Catholic. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, uh, um, wow, Augustine and, like, bro probably had a decent melanin count. You know, yeah. that's a dude was very probably fair not point. super yeah. white, and maybe along yeah. with a lot of other uh, church fathers. And Copiously again, pigmented. This yeah. reasoning is even more tenuous as I talk it through, um, but it just seems like a white person thing to be papist, and I say that hmm. as very much a white person, but also yeah. very much not a papist. So I'm just going to sit in that tension and uh, and let the, the let the mystery flow. Well, mm. you know what? Thank want, you, Luther. While you sit in tension, what I just sat in, oddly moist, I feel, is a lot like clarity. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for the clarity. May I ask, are that, Italians considered white? That I'm sitting in. Uh, 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 I think no. I, I'm, afraid to, I'm afraid to answer, really. 
Yeah, I mean, me too, actually. I think I listened Our to Dan, the Times podcast about this, but I feel like I don't remember well enough to give you a good answer. <laughs> okay, next on the list, Papist or not, nah, Kanye West. Papist or not. Nah. You know, Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and say no, kind of out of hope. Okay. <laughs> Charitably, thank yep. you. Your yep. reasoning has already been given, so yep. let's just go ahead. And go. No, 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 I got this. I got this. Okay, Jesus is king, the Pope is not. Okay, I can, I can, I can thank dig you, it. David. I can dig it. You're right on that point. Next on the list, the Trump balloon, papist or not? Nah. You know, the big Trump baby balloon, yeah, the baby you know? one, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is that no papist is. or not? Nah? Let's see. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say papist because, um, your, re- your reasoning, sir, because, because papists are big on the whole like nativity scene thing, which involves like babies in, uh, mm. representative form. And this is a very <laughs> large inflatable baby. I think it's inflatable, Yeah. which geez, who, who designed that? I mean, is it inflatable? Is it actually like a balloon? Yeah. That's impressive. It is. Who, it is. who put that together? I mean, like, Not sure. someone had to design that. That's Yeah. And papists are good at design. That's hours of somebody's life. Indeed. <laughs> hours. <laughs> Many hours. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. We, next we, we, got, up. we got a new Michelangelo here. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, ne- <laughs> I mean, civilization. <laughs> yes. Right, yes. It certainly feels like it. Next up on the list, papists or not, McRib sandwiches. All right, I think I'm going to say not. Your reasoning, sir. Because the McRib only comes out at a certain time, which I think is tied oh. to pork prices. And oh. generally when I link the ideas of a specific time and meat consumption or uh, air quote meat consumption. Um, right. Uh, I generally think of Lent and the prohibition against me. So I'm going to go ahead and say not papist. Indeed. Uh, that feels good. I will say not papist, except right. on weekends. Okay. Uh, there you go. There you go. There yeah. You go. <laughs> okay. Last on the list, papist or not, Canadian whiskey, papist or not. Uh, Eastern Orthodox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I feel that that's been true all along. And uh, I just needed someone other than me to say it. <laughs> and you did. So I feel vindicated. I feel good. I feel loved and embraced. And how about you? I, I know nothing about Canada's uh, papism problem. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty rampant up there. Well, on that note, uh, thanks for that uh, rousing edition of Papist or Not. Trevor, thank you for being a good sport. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for bringing your reasoning. And David, thank you for contributing in the way that you do. Mm. It's always appreciated by me. No. Not really? Okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and start the show. What do you say? <laughs> Yeah, let's start the show again. Okay, stop it. The podcast you are about to hear contains the histrionic and problematic conversations of a stodgy Presbyterian and a casserole-loving Baptist. Their interactions are volatile at times and unpleasant most of the time. In many nations, this is considered a mild form of torture. We strongly advise you to stop this nonsense and go do something useful with your life. Otherwise, if you insist on listening to this mess, welcome to the lightest form of flogging. As the deep voice man said, welcome to the lightest form of flogging. Yo, I am your not a pastor co-host, David. And sitting across the room from me at a contractually negotiated 29 and a half feet is my co-host, Jim Briggs, who Mm. 
once said, I'm also honored to have the greatest temperament that anybody has. <laughs> you know, I might have said that. It sounds like something I would say, but what it really does sound like <laughs> is something that Trump said. It, it, is, it is something that he said. All right. <laughs> Boy, I mean, I, I, I kind of want to criticize you for phoning it in, but these are really inter- entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I want you to keep doing this. Yeah, well, uh, there's, a, there's a lot. So yeah. I'm, uh, I've got plenty of, uh, yeah. plenty of fodder. But, uh, but I, I, want, I want credit. Because I've been writing my own lately. That's fair. I mean, writing my own. I give you one credit. credit. Okay, I give you one. Okay. Credit <laughs> don't work here. <laughs> Only money. What do you think you are? Some sort of Jedi or something. <laughs> that made me cough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. What do we got? I'm a Dredarian. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Didn't you know? So what were you going to say that I stepped on? Uh, we are supposed to announce a winner, but two things oh. are going to stop that from happening, Jim. I can't believe it. Yeah, what's why? One, we haven't decided on a winner. And two, we have a guest today. We do. So do you want to just extend it by a week? Um, let's extend it one more week. One week. Um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, all we'll, right. We'll conduct that business next week. Okay, yeah. We'll give I mean, our we, listeners- we have a special guest. We want to make sure that we... Uh, we, we have give to get, him the time that he deserves. We have to get right to it, don't we? No. Well, no, we don't have to get right to it. What we have to get right to is yes. follow up because yeah. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven <laughs> you items me. of follow up. You frighten me more than you usually do. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Are you like feeling like like squirrely or something? What's wrong with you? I I am squirrely, but I don't feel it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm all weirded out that your your shirt's tucked in today. So right. I, I guess the problem is me, really, not you. That's true. That's like, true. David, why is your shirt? We should just dive in, though, shouldn't we? I don't know why. You're... Go ahead. Uh, so the, uh, <laughs> the the first thing is <laughs> that Christmas. Folks, that's David pushing the show along, saying, Jim, please be quiet. That's what that is. <laughs> we have a guest, Jim. We have to, we have to right. get to him. He's very important. Go he's, ahead. He's hiding yeah. in the closet waiting for us to introduce yeah. him. We haven't let him out in four days. I mean, please. <laughs> Uh, so the first thing is that Christmas sausages are, I guess, a thing. They are? If you Google them, there are recipes. I think they're Norwegian. So okay, there good. you go. Check. Uh, second thing is uh, there's a beta version of Relight now. Uh, it has uh, what I'm calling right now reverse indexing, which is not altogether clear. Tim Keller. Oh, that old said that'll <laughs> Tim Keller. What? How many times have you done this? Quoted him. Oh, it's not on theology. Okay. Tim Keller once said that he like has he loves da carson's commentary on uh the gospel of john from the and, pillar new testament commentary set i'm and, sure you're familiar with it and dancing men what uh the, the <laughs> new testament commentary yes, <laughs> just I, moving right along i have a few <laughs> we have a guest jim there's no time for your tomfoolery yes i i have uh, a few of the volumes in my so, collection so keller once said that he loves that commentary so much that when he's preaching on an old testament passage yeah he will look at the back at the scripture index in yeah. Uh, D.A. Carson's commentary on John right? to see if Carson mentioned any of the verses in the passage that he's preaching okay. in his commentary on John to see what Tim Keller said John said about his passage. Oh, <laughs> okay, great. What a great resource for Old Testament preaching. D.A. Carson's <laughs> commentary on but John. That's, that's, what, that's what Keller asserts. I think this is in his, uh, he, teach, he taught a class on uh, a preaching, gospel-centered preaching with okay. Edmund Clowney. So why does he do that to get like a New Testament perspective? I think that's his idea is like he likes the idea of seeing D.A. Carson's insights into Old Testament, New Testament relationships. Okay. Well, I guess that's fair. Is that fair to you? I, I mean, I'm not as big and of by the uh, way, could I also Carson ask, fan as Keller what is, is, but what is the old Testament? I've never heard of this. I'm a that's Baptist. Fair. I only yeah. read the new. It's the one where, uh, <laughs> it's, the one... <laughs> it's, 
It's it's the one where they kill all the people. Okay. Oh, oh this sounds like an exciting With all book. the death. I hope to one day read it. Yeah, now. and nobody Anyways. was saved. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. Uh, so anyway, uh, Relight is introducing a feature to make that kind of thing easier. We will never have okay. D.A. Carson's commentary on John, but what we will have is the ability to see, so let's say you're studying Romans. No, right. let's say you're studying Psalm 19. Okay. And in John Calvin's commentary on mm-hmm. Romans 1, he mentions Psalm 19, verse 4, the verse that you're studying. Okay. You'll be able to very quickly see what he said. Real briefly. Right there. Okay. Like right there. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Yeah, like like right there. You were pointing to a spot in your office and I looked. Oh my goodness. It's, right, it's going to be right there. No, I don't understand anything about that. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? Uh, I don't know. Like, have you ever have you ever been reading? <laughs> so, if I'm reading Psalm 19 and I see a little uh, little reference thing in my Relight app that's like blinking at me or whatever it is you do, and oh I click goodness. on it and it tells me what John Calvin said about Psalm 19 from his Romans commentary. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> like be, previously, if you wanted to do that, you would have to go to the index of every single commentary is that, you own. Can I ask? Is that like a proper way to do it? That seems very roundabout. I mean, I know, I mean, of course, I'm familiar with New Testament commentaries referencing uh, passages from the Old Testament. Well, and it's not just new, but yeah. But like uh, that specific application, the specific usage of that feature, I've never really heard anyone do that before. I mean, they would just go to a commentary on Psalm 19. Right, right. You know what I mean? But have you ever been reading like a commentary on something? Maybe it's New Testament, maybe it's Old Testament. It doesn't really matter, but the author will just like casually mention something about some other passage that you've always wondered about. Like you'll be reading a commentary on Colossians and it'll just mention something about the Passover and you'll be like, oh my gosh. And then you'll go back to Exodus and read, read Exodus in that new light. The idea is to make that kind of thing easier to stumble into. Okay. Uh, so not all of you're right. Not all of them are necessarily going to be useful, but okay. sometimes some of them will. Okay. Uh, so that's well, that's a new feature. It's on the beta site. If you want access to the beta app, okay. you can join our Slack. All right. The Relight app helping you stumble through the Old Testament. Bing. Helping Baptists stumble helping, through the help, Old Testament. Helping Baptists stumble through the Old Testament. <laughs> Gonna make a graphic. Get it today. Uh, did you have any follow up? By the way, I, I feel do. like. <clears throat> oh, good. Good. I'm excited. Do you want to do one point? Because I have a lot. I'll intersperse. Yeah, into- I think that's good. Okay. Uh, I do have a piece of follow-up. Uh, Beth Ann, Brett Hauer, and uh, Matt McGee chimed into our Slack and mentioned that the founder of the Calvary Chapel grouping of churches, I don't know if you can call them a denomination, um, <clears throat> was started by Chuck Smith. And I said... Ah, Joseph or Smith. Got it. <laughs> great. Um I'm glad, I'm glad we're making we'll our, address it. In we're just, we just want to populate our future uh, follow-up segments. And I'm, I, I said Chuck Swindoll or you said Chuck, maybe I said Chuck Swindoll. I don't know why I thought Chuck Swindoll yeah, started I, the Calvary Chapel. He must movement. be associated with them though, right? Maybe it's just because oh, Chuck. Gonna follow up. <laughs> no, I, uh, I just associated him for, with that movement for reasons I don't understand or fathom right, or can't right. recall at the moment. But correction is Chuck Smith, not Chuck Swindoll. Mm, so there is that. Mm, that's good. I'll do one, then you do one, then I'll do one, then you, I'll do one, then I'll do one, then I'll do one. Great. That okay. sounds like a plan. Wait, hold on. Get me a pen. <laughs> so this is actually a question for you, Jim. Last mm. episode I mentioned, and I, I prepped you for this uh, in the Slack. But yeah. last episode I mentioned the idea of somebody being a teaching elder. And so I was wondering if you mm. thought that, that that idea, like a teaching elder, somebody who doesn't preach necessarily, doesn't mm. uh, do counseling, but is an elder within the church and whose job it is to focus on studying mm-hmm. and then teaching catechizing like their, their ministry is, is uh, Sunday school 
and any of the other teaching ministries that the church mm-hmm. might have. Does that seem odd to you? I can't say that I've ever seen it before. And I was just wondering, like a, a lay elder that does those things that you just mentioned no, or, or a paid elder. Okay. Like especially a paid elder. A paid elder. Well, that's just a pastor then, right? But he doesn't preach. He doesn't. Oh, does all those things, but just doesn't preach. Doesn't preach, doesn't counsel. And you're asking me if that sounds weird. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Why? Because I don't, I don't, look, I'm not an expert, obviously. You haven't figured that by now. (laughs) They figured that out by episode nine. No, um, uh, when I go through scripture and I see the passages pertaining to elders, I don't see too much or maybe sometimes not at all a distinction between or a, uh, those two categories hmm. or a category that would uh, be what you just described. I tend to see just one, okay. but that doesn't mean I I think that that's just absolute. It just means I don't know enough about the subject okay. or how people who believe or make those distinctions, how they get there. I don't know how they do. Right. I'd be interested to find out and read a little bit more about that, but mm-hmm. At this point, I just get a little, you know. But you, you probably know. wouldn't like leave a church because of it or something. No, absolutely like that. not. Yeah. I was thinking about how like that probably seems weird to a lot of people. But then I was thinking about how like to me, a worship pastor seems really weird. Oh, yeah. To me, a worship like pastor, a paid worship pastor. Yeah. If I were to use that same logic and apply that to the worship pastor, I would be more. You'd have a, 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 a more uphill battle. Yeah. It'd be a steeper hill. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be more jittery. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you say that anyway. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I mean, not even within Presbyterian circles, not everybody agrees on the concept of a teaching elder. Yeah. Um, but we at least know that there is to be an office of the of an elder right, of some right. sort. There is no office, at least that I can see, of a worship pastor or a an elder or pastor or some sort of person in charge of that duty. Right. And that's actually partly because of to lead your us in singing perspective on spiritual gifts. Is this the part? Uh, no, no, no. I'm is not, not going to get. In, I'm not going to get no, into no. this. No, no. Is this the part in the show where you just tell me what I? No, no, you no, know? no. What I mean, sorry. What I, I guess the better way to say this is the, the Presbyterian. The reason fitness. that I take a different stance on that is because when I look at the spiritual gifts, I don't see them in in the typical charismatic way. So when I see somebody who has yeah. the gift of teaching, I see somebody who has the office of teaching. Well, when I last time I've looked at the list of spiritual gifts, I don't see the gift of music in there. Mm. So that's why mm. I, I don't think I would. But I do see the gift of teaching. I see that too. Right. Okay. Glad we're here. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel. All I. Right. I feel like I've done something wrong. I. I, I, I hate and that's what you want. That's what you is, like to is, do. No, this is the problem that I have with me, Jim. It's that <laughs> when I first started this question, it was research gathering. I like. Uh-huh. I want to know what Christians think about this idea, yeah. and then I then I had to make a point because I'm me and I'm awful. Then <laughs> you had to give me. You had to tell me uh, what, what you believe. What it is. No, Jen, this is why you believe this, because you're charismatic, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> and of course, he's right. No, I don't know. Uh, well, you are charismatic. Indeed. Yeah. Um, my, and a lot more charismatic my, than me. My charisma is just breathtaking, oozing. isn't it? It's oozing. Well, that's what that is. Here, You, look. you reek of charisma. <laughs> which which uh, brings me to my next question. Can I have a towel? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do your next follow-up point? Oh, could I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, another uh, Bethann follow-up point on our Slack, uh, beloved listener Bethann Bredhauer brought up that the <clears throat> Bushmills Distillery, <laughs> hold on, I have to press my cough button. <coughs> beep, 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 boop, boop, beep, beep. It's happening again. Um, the Bushmills Distillery is indeed in Northern Ireland. Ah, yes. I think I, I, I started to say uh, the Bushmills Distillery is in Northern Ireland. I stopped myself. I don't know why or how. Because I was afraid I would get it wrong. Right. And that is what indeed uh, made me wrong. My hesitation. 
So I need to be more bold. That's my follow-up point. I need to be more bold. Mm. So mm. yeah, Old Bushmills Distillery is in Northern Ireland. Uh, I guess in Ireland, they like to say located in county, in county something. Mm-hmm. That's, like, mm-hmm. that's how they locate things. It's in county Like when you're Antrim, in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Antrim, County Antrim in Northern Ireland. Uh, started in 1608. Huh. So huh. She's, been, she's been around for a while, David. That's and that true. exhausts my follow-up points. Could you uh, please continue on it up. with your list? Uh, you. Next one is that uh, somebody referred to beer as carbonated bread, carbonated liquid bread. I like that. Uh, and that's when it occurred to me that beer might actually be soup. We've arrived. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm going to be <laughs> taking some time off from drinking beer. <laughs> Are you can are you canceling my beer flight? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll probably okay. still do that. It's just we're not doing it this week, that's for sure. I have some thinking to do. Okay. <laughs> I have you have to take stock of your life. And then I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh I think it was Brad Bayenhoff or Brian Jemerson. Mm. Uh I'm actually not sure because they have the same basic uh profile picture at this point. Yeah, they I have the confused. same I they have the same profile picture. I was weirded out by that. I'm just I'm very confused. And now I am I'm not I'm speaking to neither of them. Anyway, uh they pointed out a peated whiskey that was $25 called McClellan's. Yeah, McClellan's. Have you heard of that? Yes. Uh, our, our good friend, close personal friend, Brian, uh, reached out to me and said, hey, have you heard of this? Have you tried this? And I indeed have. Mm-hmm. It's been years, uh, right around the beginning of my whiskey journey, my uh, whiskey odyssey. Uh, um, I tried it. <laughs> I remember liking it. And oh. I remember that it was um, one of those value bottles that we've chatted about briefly in our whiskey episodes. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's okay. What I, I what I did then, and what I'm going to do now is say that while that is a fine bottle to purchase, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are places to go beyond that that I think people should go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And but but this is not a snobby point. Um, there is a bottle called quite literally Black Bottle. It's a brand that is basically a blend of all eight of Isla's distilleries. Huh. So they take whiskey from each of the distillery and they blend it and call it Black Bottle. And it is pretty superb quality for the price. And it's around $25, right. around the same price as McClellan's. So Good to know. I recommended that to him and I recommend that to you and to our audience. Seek awesome. Out, see, if you like McClellan's, go ahead and Don't drink stop. away. What? I'm sorry. We have run out of time. Oh, or we're allowed oh. to talk to whis- talk about whiskey. Right. Yeah. I set, we, a, I set an internal timer okay. and he and, went over uh, it. Now we can talk about haircuts. What do you think of mine? Black bottle. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so I'll put, but we will put those in the show notes. Okay. Uh, next up is homiletics word origin. Uh, I mentioned that I thought you it, said was, it was, Latin, was Latin and then I wasn't <laughs> sure because it sounded Greek. And that's because it is actually both. It was originally Greek and then the Latin, the Roman Catholic church adopted it. Well, I don't know if it was like Roman Catholic when they adopted it, yeah. but they brought it in. It, it is like a, official ecclesiastical okay. Latin. So well, how can you have a dual origin? It's it started somewhere. It first. started in Greece, but it is also a word that exists in Latin I and see. English borrows it from Latin, not from yes. Greek necessarily. From the Latin homiletic I. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll see myself up. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, and this is another question. You said when I was talking about the singing the psalm that talks about dashing, uh, yeah. dashing their children against the rocks. A lovely little number. Uh, psalm 137. And I said, you could, I could sing it to Gilligan's Island. And you said, I don't know if I could countenance that. And I don't want to get into this. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask, <laughs> could you not countenance singing that psalm or singing that psalm to Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of where I thought you were coming from. But I also just wanted to clarify because like I know a lot of people would like. I mean, honestly, like, I think the first time I sing that psalm in church, yeah. I'll be like, this feels weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, speaking for myself, if I were 
to journey across that, you know, long winding field. The long and winding field. It leads over there to Psalm 137. Um, if I did that. Oh, now I have to do this. <laughs> Jim, I got to do the whole song. If I did that, the amount of effort and time and perspective and change that would have to occur for me to be an exclusive psalmist and to sing Psalm 137 in the, in the inaugural day mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Jim comes to the Holy Land to sing his psalms exclusively. <laughs> the Holy Land being the if, church. Keep if, going. If, if, thank you. <laughs> David's providing an annotated... Uh, about, uh, no, um, <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the melody is from Gilligan's Island. I'd be a little disappointed. <laughs> I, mean, I will grant I mean, you. It's like, if, yes. I, if I ever do that, I don't, I want to avoid those, that yeah. silliness, you know? So, when you're, when you're not reasonable. in a church that sings psalms, you're kind of in a tricky spot because you're trying to learn them. And the easiest way to do it is the tunes you already know. Yeah, familiar melody. Uh, well, wouldn't, and Gilligan's wouldn't, Island has the yeah. distinct advantage of being another song written in common yeah. meter. Well, if I, if I'm not mistaken, when you sent me to the Dutch reformed church and we sang a, a we sang a number of Psalms, but I recognized the melody to one of them. Yep. I think it was from just an old hymn. Probably. And that's acceptable, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can that, sing it to whatever you that's want. That's probably what you, you should do. Cause I mean, fortress is a bar song, like the, the, the tune to it. It's a bar song. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tune, <laughs> the lyrics. I was like, huh? No, it's right. actually based on Psalm 40-something. I don't gotcha. remember which one. Yeah, well, It's hey, kind of a paraphrase, you know, a very paraphrastic paraphrase. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, I, 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 that's a good, I think it's a good point to make. It's the message of psalmody. The message of psalmody. So like if I do sing Psalm 137 to like the melody of oceans, I might object right. to that. But technically you shouldn't have to. No, I mean, I understand why some Christians would have a conscience issue with it. And I wouldn't yeah. ask a Christian to violate their conscience in that regard. And I've actually talked to Christians who are like, yeah. yeah. I have a really hard time singing psalms to hymns that I used to sing for decades. Okay. Well, maybe next week you and I can sing Psalm 15 to a good, good father. So (laughs) (laughs) don't think it repeats itself. enough. (laughs) I wanted to make a meme today. I was like, yeah, uh, the first part would be uh, Christians. We need to sing new songs every week, you know, and constantly introduce new songs so that people don't get bored with repetition. Also Christians. <laughs> and really, I was, I was, good, good father came to mind. Uh, he will hold me fast. Yeah, came to mind. Yeah. Like where you just sing amen like 47 times in a row <laughs> and like 30% of the congregation even knows what that word means. Yeah. Oh boy. Modern worship songs. Don't, mm. we, don't we love them? Mm. Well, I do. Well, actually, I don't. I don't. You, you don't either. So with that said, let's, uh, is that it for our I think we can do a musical break. Yeah, let's go ahead. Well, you know, hey, <clears throat> on the other side of this break, we're going to be speaking with a guest, mm-hmm, a very mm-hmm. important guest. Venturing into the unknown. Venturing into the unknown. So I wish you luck. I hope you wish me luck, uh, which you won't. So no, uh, let's I, go ahead and take I a do, quick... I do pray that you will be providentially blessed. Oh, good. I don't believe in luck because as, as, I'm as not a Baptist. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean that, guys. Didn't and, mean that. <laughs> and how. So uh, we'll take a quick <laughs> break and we'll see everybody later. to you. I'm Hellcat Maggie, famous member of the Dead Rabbit Street Gang and proprietor of Hellcat Maggie Irish Whiskey. Here, let's take a quick pull. Oh, nice and smooth. Or is it indeed true that I've foiled my teeth and fingernails into sharp points to better rip the faces off of my enemies? I find that listening to the latest Fire in a Flogging podcast calms me down just right and puts me into an agreeable mood. 
Yes, what I hear of the dulcet tones of Jim and David, I feel much less likely to claw anyone's face to shreds. Though, I do not recommend pushing it, Boyle, because if I find out that you've been streaming something else on your podcasting app, oh, then Hellcat Maggie's gonna come for you. And when I do, I'll bite your face. Uh, Jim, that's gonna be a liability for us right there. This lady could be a problem for us. What's that you say, Boyle? Uh, n- n- nothing, uh, Mrs. Cat. Uh, we're very happy to have you on board. Well, that's better, son. Now, give me that foil so I can sharpen my teeth. <sighs> that, that noise hurts my... Th- oh, that hurts... I can hear it in my teeth. <laughs> Chill, David. Don't get Maggie fired up. You know how she gets. Tell her to stop. Well, I'll stop when I'm good and ready, sweetheart. Now, come here. I have a surprise for you. <laughs> get her away from me. Yes, folks, you heard her right. Be sure to stream the show on your favorite podcasting app and tell your friends about it by sharing it on your favorite social media platform. David, establish dominance. Ow! All right, folks, we're back. Light is from a flogging podcast. Guess what, David? Guess what we have today? Uh, you know, Buffalo what? Trace. I, I'm going to strike that from the record. Uh, yes, you're right. Okay, you're right. We have started drinking, right, uh, for our guests, but it's to, uh, it's to it's to lighten the mood, right. Uh, we have with us uh, a guest on the show. Uh, his name is Trevor Marsteller. I like to refer to him as Trevor Marshmallow, and uh, he is uh, an admin and administrator of the popular Facebook group, the Reform Pub. He is the lead janitor there. Uh, I believe I have my notes are correct. <laughs> Um, and he is <laughs> he is on the show today uh, for reasons uh, unknown to me. No, I'm kidding. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the pub. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, swing the, the first question over to David. Uh, but we're very happy to have you on here, Trevor. We have him on Skype here. I'm staring at him. He's staring at me. And uh, it's a little awkward, but you know what? We'll get through it together. It is really awkward. He's breaking the rule of thirds. And by the way, Trevor, uh, we do offer free counseling to all of our guests after they come on the show. The cost is uh, free to you. Enormous to David's wallet, but you'll be fine, okay? So uh, it's actually kind of funny that uh, you are here because neither one of us really knows you. Uh, <laughs> no, you offered true. to be on no, the no, show. Trevor you heard how bad it was. I think <laughs> when Dave and I were sitting here right before you came on, David said, "Well, you know what? The funny thing is, I don't really know anything about Trevor." And I said, "Neither do I. What are we doing?" But this is great. We get to we uh, we get to know him. This is a get and to that's know. That's what the show is about. It's about yeah. getting to know, getting to know you, getting to know more about you. That's and that's what we're going to do with Trevor today. Mm. So I think this is going to be great. So the first question to set the stage, like lightest form of flogging is a show about a Baptist and a Presbyterian trying to understand each other. So uh, where do you find yourself on that? What's your church affiliation, uh, theological affiliations uh, in two tweets or less? And, and tell us and about you can, your mother. You can do the 240 character tweets. <laughs> it's 2019. Jeez, I haven't probably <laughs> tweeted in about a year or so, but um, I've had... Tweeted, by the way. I've had Presbyterian elders mistake me for Presbyterian because I'm that much of a Reformed Baptist. Um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I'm more than one occasion. Um, you wear the same clothes. You have the same hair, the same beard. Uh, hopefully not. I don't okay. know. Um, yeah. At least not why they're wearing them. No. Yeah. 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 No. Um, no. Thoroughly, thoroughly Reformed Baptist. Um, <clears throat> not part of a uh, uh, um, the church I'm a part of. Um, I love it to death. Um, uh, church right here in the city of Syracuse in New York. Uh, we are technically part of the Southern Baptist Convention and Acts 29, oh. uh, but you, we don't really 
feel like a Southern Baptist church. I guess up in the mm, north, okay. there's very few Southern Baptist churches to begin with. And the ones that are up here generally don't feel too southern to begin with. But uh, yeah. So what's your stance on casseroles specifically? Would you ignore him, Trevor? On, on, um, on <laughs> pastor rolls? Casseroles, yes. Oh, casseroles. Um, I'm, I'm generally averse to them. Because you, you are no Baptist, no, 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 sir. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Take that card out of your wallet and mail I it. I have to, a Presbyterian card for and you. And mail it back to uh, me. No, no, <laughs> David's no, going to slip no, in a Presbyterian one. No, thank you. Um, I, no, no, not going to happen. Um, I say I'm averse to casseroles because, and I really hope and none of my in-laws listen to this. They won't. Um, <laughs> no, no, but nobody actually listens <laughs> know, to this. I know, I know, that's fine. That's good. Um <laughs> Well, people are usually averse to uh, excess weight, which is why they don't go for casseroles. I, you wouldn't and, know that looking at people. Well, uh, Trevor looking at the Skype right now can obviously see which one of us is a casserole lover. I, so, this is true. Oh, and he confirmed it. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I, so, I, I say I don't like casseroles because um, uh, my wife is from the Midwest, and um, that seems to be the only food style of food that they can make. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, and it's not really, it's kind of true. <laughs> so I take it you're both from the Midwest? No, just no. me. Oh, okay. Just well, me. my wife is from the Midwest. All right. So you, she you doesn't know, believe you know in my, vowel sounds. You know my pain. <laughs> okay. So Trevor, you mentioned that you are a uh, Reformed Baptist. Yes. Uh, 1689 guy. Uh, I said probably. vowel, Jim. Vowel? Vowel what? with a V as did, in Victor. What did you think I said? Or what did I say? What? This is, <laughs> this is what we do. What you're hearing, this is what we do. I was just do. afraid if listeners heard bowel sounds, she doesn't believe in bowel sounds, oh, that wouldn't oh. make sense. She, I just, I really wanted to be she, clear. She is, renounces them when, really when she hears them. to a point of attention in my marriage here. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk about uh, Reformed Baptist stuff, and here comes David. <laughs> uh, a bit of a role reversal, I might add. Mm. But uh, you said that, uh, but you were also in a, uh, a Southern Baptist church. I'm assuming a, a current registered uh, Southern Baptist Church you're in. If yep. someone were to look up the church on their church world, they'd find your church, right? I'm almost positive, yes. So then, could you? I'm just curious. Yeah. How did you? How did you arrive to that position? Was it basically in isolation from your church? Are there like? Is there like a growing faction of uh, yeah. uh, sword wielding 1689 Baptists in your church that are soon to take over? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or, uh, but yeah, I'm just curious how that happened in that environment. Totally. Um, well. Thankfully, most of, I mean, uh, we're, we, the elders and the leadership are, uh, reformed. We don't really bill ourselves as uh, a confessional church yet, although we're very, okay. um, 1689 friendly. We, uh, sell it in our little book shelf up front. Um, mm -hmm. but I came into broader reform theology, probably like a lot of folks our age, I uh, was exposed to Piper Driscoll maybe about mm, 10, 11 years ago, um, shortly mm -hmm. after I became a Christian. I only became a Christian when I was 18-ish, um, end of high school. Um, grew up in a really nominal, barely attending church, uh, liberal, Lutheran-ish, whatever. But basically, no no, no meaningful religious uh, upbringing. Um, but, uh, yeah, we are broadly reformed. We just, we don't tend to, uh, use the labels so much. Um, yeah. 
if someone were to just wander into your church, what kind of uh, impression do you think they would come away with in terms of uh, that distinctive that you have? Yeah. Um, well, we certainly <clears throat> were very uh, exegetical in our teaching. Um, okay. It makes me think back to someone who actually recently started attending our church and they, uh, they came from a congregation that wasn't so um, focused on preaching through the Bible. And uh, they had a complaint to that extent somewhat. So that was interesting to hear um, where they, <laughs> they, they thought that, you know, they were going to get more uh, sermons that were practical, I think was the word they used. Right. Cause, cause those concepts should be pitted against one another. Right. Uh, I yeah, mean, after I mean, all, why would we ever want to, you know, mention a practical application in reformed theology in the no. same sentence? Yeah. Yeah. I no. forbid it. If, I mean, if your sermon isn't composed of 50 or 60 quotes from English Puritans, I mean, what are you even doing? Yeah, just pack it up and go home, right, David? Yes. Throw a Presbyterian quote in there for, you know, uh, pity, pity's sake, too. Oh, wow. He's, he's aggressive, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, well, we're going to have to... I've him from the pub before, so... <laughs> we're going to have to uh, end the interview. But, but yeah, so we mentioned that you were, uh, or you are, uh, uh, an admin of the Facebook group, Reform Pub. And uh, it's a group that uh, David and I were, uh, well, David is a part of. I am no longer a part of. Um, and Jim you doesn't an believe in technology. And b- b- what I do want to, uh, to stress here is that we should probably say what the Reform Pub is, maybe in a little bit more detail for those who just don't know. Mm. Because we're kind of assuming that everyone is in on the fun. And I, I don't want to exclude anybody. Okay? Right, right. So, Trevor, sure. could you just kind of give a, a Baptist? I know. Could you just give a quick overview of what the, the, the pub <laughs> is? Yeah. As a representative of the, of the group. Oh, sure. The head, the head, I, the head I, of janitorial services. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, um, what's, what's the disclaimer? Um, uh, anything I say, uh, can and will not be used against me in the admin chat. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> they're listening. We're sending it to their uh, personal okay. inbox. <laughs> Tony is an occasional listener. At least he used to be. <laughs> he listened to, I think the first three episodes, um, took stock of his life and then stopped, which is right. what most people do when they hear our show. I think I, they yeah. take inventory of their life. I think I saw, <laughs> I think I saw the teaser and uh, that's what hooked me into watching the <laughs> teaser and then never actually listening to any episodes. Great. Mm. Great. That's a success. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. a view right there. I mean, you <laughs> wouldn't bill yourself as the worst podcast ever. You got to live up to it. You know, can I just say this? We that's, do. that's his fault and not mine. And I am still to this day uncomfortable with it. My, I regret not being in the pub because whenever our show, the, the, the rare moment our show is mentioned, this guy is in charge of our marketing. And boy, howdy, does he go nuts with it? I'm just like, David, could you just, you know, I actually said this one day. This was when uh, we did a parody of the pubcast. And I was all excited to have it shared on the pub. And I just, I, I told David, literally, David, Please don't frighten anybody. Just can you go easy? Just just relax a little bit. I don't think I said anything negative about our show <laughs> in the threads there. Okay, good. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. But but anyways, uh, thank you, Trevor, for, for for displaying uh, what most uh, people uh, what happens to most people when they saw that trailer. They didn't listen to the show. <laughs> Sorry, I consider it a win. I consider it a win, you know. But hey, but but hey, you don't listen to the show, but you're a guest on the show. How about that? It's it's it's, this is this is the day we this is the age we live in. 
Okay, good. <laughs> we can be reasonably certain that he will listen to at least part of one episode live. <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, part, yeah, right live. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, the pub. Um, uh, pub started Jeepers. What was it? Pub started a handful of years ago when uh, Les and the legendary Les and Tanner um, mm. started mm. the, uh, you know, yeah, pour one out for my homies. Um, uh, started the reform podcast podcast and, uh, they started a associated Facebook group called the reform pub. Uh, fun fact, it was actually called something diff. The Facebook group was called something different before it was called the reform pub, but that was like for like a week. I wasn't even, I wasn't part of it. I was an early member, but, um, anyways, yeah. Uh, the pub is a place about 21,000 strong now. Um, so, you know, probably like a hundred real people once you exclude all the bots. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) the reform pub, 100 members strong by bots, he means new Calvinists. Okay, good. Yeah. That's what he meant. Exactly. I mean, if we're talking Calvinism here, we're just robots anyways. So yeah, we can just get rid of those guys. (laughs) Get rid of the new Calvinists and then the real discussion can begin. Yes, exactly. Um, in yes. pub groups as in life. But in ter- what kind of uh, discussions kind of occur uh, in the pub? What makes the pub great again? <clears throat> oh, good. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there, there's a lot of big Facebook groups out there, a lot of fun groups that people spend a lot of time in. But <clears throat> the, the sense I got was that that was a bit of a special place, Trevor. Yeah. The Reform I, Pub. A I, bit of, and there, it was a lot of interesting. Uh, you could live on the pub. I mean, you could just spend your time there. Absolutely. And get a whole lot of information a lot of interaction and uh, learn quite a few interesting things. So uh, what's, what kind of goes on in the pub on a daily basis? Oh, mercy. Um, from your eyes, from your eyes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, a lot of people who think they're good at making memes, but actually aren't. Oh um, dear. Uh, <laughs> so lots of memes, lots of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Memes, shenanigans. Um, and of course, theology debates. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, basically any, uh, discussion over current cultural trends in uh, broadly evangelical Christianity in the West in America yeah. would probably dominate a good chunk of the conversation on a serious mm-hmm. note. So oh, yeah. recent events being, uh, let's see, I've been a little out of it the last week, but you know, Kanye, his whole album, the whole Beth Moore, John MacArthur hubbub, whatever that was, um, mm-hmm. something else too. Uh, your favorite crazy, uh, liberal theological tweeters who just drive people mad. And then we just infiltrate. Yeah. Infiltrate. <laughs> and then we just delete their posts. Cause we just, well, we don't delete their posts, but people will share screenshots of just the horrible, horrible okay. thing over and over again. And we just are like, why are you tracking poop in the door? <laughs> Mm, I ask myself that question every day. I'm glad you do. Uh, but isn't uh, the, the, the phrase, please wipe your feet at the door? Exactly. Uh, okay. And that rule is not always followed. So No. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to uh, just spend a little bit of time on this for those who don't know what the group is. Um, and now that they know, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll come rushing. Uh, <laughs> all nine of our listeners will uh, come rushing to the uh, Reform Pub. To Absolutely. Please. To it. Please boost our numbers so that uh, I can promptly reduce them. Uh, if you okay. if, if if you tell me you are a lightest form of flogging listener, I will give you a courtesy 
uh, permaban uh, from yeah, the pub. Great. And, for um, free. For, absolutely. You don't even have to violate the rules. I'll just, out of the generosity of my heart. <laughs> Honestly, if we could forever. get that added to the rules, that would be, That'd be a legend. Good br- Wait for it. Dairy. Dairy. Okay, good. I'm glad. Are you guys from like 2006? We are. We I'm are. actually from 1989. Oh, yeah. sheepers. I'm sorry. I claim no era and no era claims me. <laughs> so, okay, good. So, uh, I thought the idea of like, I, I, every once in a while, uh, the admins will give little glimpses into the, uh, tracked poop that they have to deal with every day. Uh, and I always find those. So like flogging is, it's, it's more about the psychology of our theology than it is about the theology itself. Uh, and, I always find those glimpses into what you guys deal with every day to be kind of fascinating because like you would never think that like people who like are really going through a hard time and like not dealing with it well at all will come into the pub and just start asking questions that make everybody gasp. And, and then an admin has to say, you know, maybe this shouldn't be discussed publicly. And, you know, like I'm aware that things like that happen. I don't know. I'm not looking for specific examples unless you have like, mildly amusing ones that aren't necessarily as horrifying uh, as what they could be. Um, but I'm also, if, if you have one of those, that's great. But I'm also just interested in like, has that changed your perspective on maybe the, what, what we could call the reformed resurgence or the, the growth of reformed theology in, in the West? Yeah. You know, that's, um, that's a, that's a fascinating just thought and question. Um, as I continue to my, my uh, um, extensively compensated admin duties, I will keep that in mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, hear the, nothing. I hear the rates are wonderful, Trevor. I hear they're wonderful. <laughs> it's a good gig to get, I hear. So. I, I, I mean, if you can, if you can swing it. Um, yeah. yeah, but Checks no, seriously, mind. that's a fantastic question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, unfortunately, it's, it's somewhat of a negative one, but um, I think that my long-term interactions in being an admin on the pub, and even if I wasn't an admin, just an active um, participant, someone who's on who, who was on Facebook. Um, excuse me, beer's coming back to visit me. Um, we'll edit that out, sir. <laughs> it can if you want. I don't edit anything. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> this is why whiskey is a better drinking. Uh, yeah. Then your uh, li- podcast. Then your liquid bread, sir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Carbonated um, liquid bread. Yeah. So, um, I, the the first thought I would have in answer to that question is um, the importance of local church involvement um, mm. and real life uh, relationships. Um, I had a thought earlier today, and it really was spurred by nothing specific, um, but. Uh, you can you can only know um, how little social media actually impacts your day to day life. I think only when you leave it for a while. Um, now, this is obviously saying like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, maybe we all should delete our Facebook. I don't know. Um, I've been trying to get off it uh, more personally myself, um, but back to the point. Um, people's involvement or lack of involvement in a local church um, slash just having relationships with fellow brothers and sisters um, or even just people 
believers, non-believers, uh, neighbors, friends. Uh, there's such a deficit of friendship, I think, in this country, generation, age. I don't know what to pin it on. Uh, it seems to be uh, endemic to a certain degree. Um, but we can spend a lot of time online and I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience here. Um, when I don't know, um, there's, there's, there's other better things to do. Uh, not saying that there's not good things to do. I've made some really great close friendships, um, among the, the admins, uh, themselves of the pub and, uh, other places as well. But, um, I think that when I see people engage in the pub, we see some of the craziness. Um, we, well, you know, uh, in, in, in situations where they might be more serious, um, we, you know, we try to get people in touch with like, Hey, um, have you talked to your, your pastor about this? Have you talked to your elders about this? Um, you know, do that like, or like, Hey, you're, you, there's no local church in your area. Like, boom, you know, check out, I don't know, get Googling and, uh, get some recommendations. Um, I mean, there's um, dozens of different kind of examples of stories like that, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, where if we just generally see some craziness online, uh, you know, either if it's just small and inconsequential or actually something serious, um, I feel like in some way it's always going to be connected to um, the degree by which people are engaged in flesh and blood relationships, often in the local church. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly an answer to your question, but um, I, I think it it's a big issue that plays into the equation. I think you bring up some good points. I'm kind of a, a great example of someone who tried to remediate uh, a perceived online problem I saw in my own life. I was on it too much. I was in the pub a lot. Now this, I'm not really talking about the pub here. I'm sure. just talking about my online life. Uh, but, you know, I was checking the pub a lot. I was way too in my memes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Inherently, it can't be. Because if it is, I need just to pack up and go home. But, uh, but I perceived that I was using it uh, badly and wrongly. And it was affecting me. Um, of course, a lot of people use their online world or live in the online world in less than productive ways, but I don't think it's overtly affecting their life. But yeah. I thought it was affecting me. At least I perceived it at the time. And I went kind of a, I used the nuclear option and just deleted my uh, Facebook profile permanently. Hmm. Not just, uh, you know how they, uh, <clears throat> you can log off or uh, do like it's a timeout, but really Suspend your account. to yeah. get back in, all you have to do is log in. It's just as easy as that. Yeah. And I tried that many, many times and didn't really last much more than a weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I decided to just completely cut it off merely just to see what happened. If my life would change a little bit, I, I, I missed the kind of interaction that I used to have with my friends and family and just people, which is just face to face. Um, if I'm willing to say something, I sh if I can't say it out loud to somebody, I probably shouldn't say it online. You know, it was just uh, it was just this growing disparity. And I did that for a while. It's been about a year and a half, I think, since I, I kind of basically cut off my online world from me. And uh, gaining a little bit of perspective, I think if I had to do it over again, I would probably endeavor to try and, and, and do 
do uh, the internet better, for lack of a better phrase. I think there's a way to be on Facebook. There's a way to be on the Reform Pub and to do it well. But that takes discipline. Um, and discipline is just didn't, was something I did not have at the time. So I decided to completely get rid of it. And maybe I'll just, you know, slowly incorporate myself back into the online world. But, uh, I, you know, I wanted to interact with my, my church family and not just through online means. Because I was starting to do that. I was starting to communicate with people online in my own church family <laughs> instead of just you know, reaching out because I was more comfortable doing it. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, it's, it's good. Just the other day, I talked to somebody. So I guess it's getting better, right? I talked to you. So yeah, I'm, we, I'm, I'm he talks to me every time we record. Yeah, <laughs> I'm improving. I'm talking to people. Trevor is really the, the takeaway. You know, I, I yeah, am really, I think, really happy to hear that. I think you're lying. Anyways, um, so, just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, on a serious note, I, I do resonate with that. Um, yeah, you know, certain people, I, I don't know, maybe it's, um, probably most people can interact online and just be totally normal about it. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, there's just a certain breed of us who, um, it just takes up too much brain space, so to speak. Takes up too much of our so, focus. Yeah, you're, I think you're right. Uh, I'm going to shift gears just slightly. Uh, you talked about how uh, you grew into the theological position that you have now. What influence at all did the Reform Pub have on it? Because it, yeah. uh, just a sneak preview of, of of coming events, it definitely shaped me in some ways. Uh, and surely I'm not alone. So, in what ways did your involvement with that group change you over time? Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, three things come to mind immediately. Uh, short answers would be uh, developing a um, distinctly Baptist, Baptistic covenant theology, um, or at least not, not developing it, but adhering to it, um, holding to it, mm-hmm. um, holding to other, um, reforms, distinctives, um, specifically in regards to the second and fourth commandment. Um, you know, uh, second commandment being, you know, just, uh, believing images of Jesus are, generally a no-go. Um, but much more importantly, and I'd probably say the biggest thing that's had an impact on my life on a, uh, literally weekly basis is, um, observance of the Lord's day. And it has been phenomenal. Um, such a blessing to discover, to learn about, to practice, uh, to just partake in, um, I'm sure there's other things, but those are the Lord's day, Lord's day, fourth commandment, Sabbath, without a doubt, the biggest thing that, uh, the pub has kind of keyed me into. And then obviously, you know, I kind of, uh, was convinced and developed and did reading of my own and stuff. But, um, that's where I was first exposed to those kind of ideas and historically reformed thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that, is it okay that that happens in an online Facebook group? You know, what does that say? Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I'm Why looking are you at asking you. me. You've, yeah, I don't been, you've been like looking at me. I was oh, just about to ask a question. No, I'm like, I'm looking at Trevor here and out the corner of my eye when you're talking about, you know, the second and fourth commandment, the fourth commandment, especially David's like looking at me going, see, see, he's no, doing I was it. looking, I was what looking at you because I was like, how do I communicate that? I would like to ask a question immediately after this. Oh, oh that's why. Cause you kept on looking at me. I'm like, yeah. I'm feeling guilty here. No, what I need is like a giant, uh, like a, a ticker tape for our, for this monitor here that just tells you my thoughts. Okay, good. I would prefer you not speak to me. I'm sorry, you were asking a question, weren't you? Okay, so uh, speaking for myself here, I think... Oh, the uh, online thing. That's right. The No, I'm, I'm shifting gears. 
Um, I was curious uh, if if it changed David at all here, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and, and give my piece real quick. The biggest thing that the pub did uh, in terms of shaping my theology was it actually made me more of a Baptist, but more importantly, the the baptism debates. You know, yeah. the famous baptism debates that people either really complain about, some people really relish in them, some people revel in them. Um, but at, at first, I've never really been a part of or viewed a baptism debate to that kind of level, mm, yeah. to that kind of nuance and specificity and just the sheer volume of information. I've never really seen that before. And I found myself just reading them, you know, the hundred or so an hour um, <laughs> that occur in the pub every day. I just started reading them and they, they weren't really annoying to me at the time. They later became annoying, but, um, <laughs> but I found myself like, oh, wow, I never knew that about this issue. And it, it did one positive thing, it did a number of positive things, but it did one positive thing in my, in, in my relationship with David over here. Um, I was kind of your um, stereotypical Baptist before uh, learning a lot about the baptism debate. I was your stereotypical Baptist in that I just completely rejected and dismissed the pedo-baptist position. Yeah. I think it's because I didn't understand it. And, and I had just a, a remedial understanding of the issue, but reading through those debates and hearing all that information, hearing the arguments, I grew such an appreciation and respect for the, the, the pedo-baptist position, because I believe, and I've said this before, there's a certain elegance to it, given a number of presuppositions. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I just found myself the, you know, the, the animosity, if I, that's a bad word, I didn't really feel animosity towards the pedo-baptist position. I felt animosity towards you. No, I'm kidding. Mm. That was a joke. Mm. That was a joke. <laughs> and but, I to you. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But I felt that I understood it so much more, and it was so much more of a calm thing for me. I, I just wanted to, I, the fellowship with Presbyterians was uh, very much possible for me. Not that it wasn't before, but I just felt like I just came to an understanding of the people sitting across the room from me who believed differently than me. And uh, it really improved that. And then, you know, after the 900th baptism debate that I read, got a little tired, but you know what? I didn't complain about it because it would help somebody else. Uh, maybe the, my complaints for baptism debates is more about the tone of the debates and uh, you know, uh, but that's uh, something that I think we all agree with, but that for me, that's a positive example. I mean, I learned a lot about uh, that issue from the, the pub and it changed me for the better. I would, and improved I my meme that. life too. My meme game is top notch because of the reform pub. So, what about you? But have you monetized your memes yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I should. Well, I can't because I, I the, the only uh, social media that I'm on is LinkedIn. Oh, bummer. And yeah. me- memes are a little I'm weird. I'm trying to there. get them on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Well, they'll they'll love I, me I, over there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, what about you, David? Hey. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was. Go on. I, I, I've never had TikTok. I hope I never do. But, anyways. Well, it's what the kids are doing these days, Trevor, and I think you should be more hip. Exactly. I need to get I, on there. I'm just wondering what the heck light. it'll be when, you know, my sons are 10, 11 years from now. Anyways. Hmm. MySpace hmm. will make a comeback. I hope so. <laughs> Your question how was, the how has the pub it? affected me? Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I've always thought of you as kind of an immutable person, so you don't really... <laughs> I guess you don't really this is, change. This is such a funny thing. Most people think of me as a very immutable person. But I, I so I retract my question. Like they ask me to be quiet and then I don't. And so they're like, I can't mute him. Okay. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> I'm pointing remotes at him and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, like I've had a lot of conversations with people who just don't realize that like 
when I started like out of the womb, I was a dispensational Arminian. Mm, yes. And now here I am a, a Covenanter Presbyterian. And it's like, oh, you've always been a Covenant. You've always had the beard and you've always been a Covenanter Presbyterian. No, I think the, I have always had the glasses since I was like three. But. <laughs> the question most people have on their mind is when it comes to you and what you believe, they go, what happened? Mm. And they ask that like this, this, this really honest look on their face. Like they're really concerned about you. Right. What happened? What did you do? What, what, who what hurt did, you? Who hurt you? What did they do to you? That's what people ask David. Trevor's show, looking. Trevor's, show me on the end times chart where they hurt you. Yeah, that's what David, he could point to it. I would say, I would say it was, it was all a tribulation. Oh, <laughs> we got the jokes here oh, in case you haven't noticed. So I guess to answer that question, it's kind of hard to pick out. Uh, because while I was on the reform pub group, I was also on like the covenanters group, the exclusive psalmody group. Like I've been a part of a few different groups and I don't necessarily know what to attribute what to, but I also know those groups almost wouldn't be a thing. Some of them wouldn't be a thing if it weren't for the pub, because that's how they found each other. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I would say like the thing that comes to mind most immediately would be charity. Um, Hmm. Because, Why? because I think when I first came into the pub and this was starting to change already, but when I first came into the pub, I was the kind of person who, if somebody came out and was exclusive psalmody or held my positions about government, mm-hmm. I would have been the kind of person who would have just like laughed them out of the thread. Like I would have just dismissed what they were saying, mm-hmm. not listened to anything they had to say and not given them a chance. And as I started to, like, like Paul Bart, right? Like, like everybody knows Paul Bart in the pub, if you're in the pub and he's just this, he's this guy who's like, I don't know. I aspire to be more like Paul because Paul's he's very guy. snarky. Paul's a good he's guy. very snarky, but he's also like very kind. Um, and you don't see the kindness yeah. if you're getting the snark necessarily, but even his snark is like, it's not as bad as I would be. <laughs> the legend of Paul Barth grows. Mm. As the I days think that's the by. title for this episode. I even managed to get him, the nicest guy on the planet, to block me once. <laughs> yeah, well, you got me to block you too. Okay, that's why you never talked to me. Paul Bart, there you go. Um, so no, like now, like like as I started to take those positions, I started to get really frustrated with the people who were doing what I would have done six weeks ago, okay. <laughs> which is shut <laughs> shut these people down and just not listen to them. Yeah. Um, and it just it gave me, and this is this is kind of the thing that I'm exactly talking about is like it gave me this perspective into like most Christians do not give opinions that they haven't heard of the time of day, even if they hear that, like, this is what Calvin believed, or this is what, uh, you know, all of the Puritans believed, or this is like, these are guys who I respect, but of course this position was just silly and it's not even worth reading about. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for me was it gave me, it made me want to like, if, like if I came into the pub and I saw Paul Bart saying something and then immediately I saw, somebody like making fun of him. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well now I have to read about that. All right. Very cool. But as a follow-up question yeah. uh, to, to what you were saying is I'm really interested in it's behind you, Jim. I'm, I, I, uh, there was a concern. <laughs> like looked at his empty glass like three times. Now. I got really panicked and concerned and David uh, helped me out. The booze is behind me. Pardon me one moment, gentlemen. I'll <laughs> where, be right back. Where did it go? <laughs> Why is the rum gone? I'm just going to drink from the bottle. I know I'm running low too. How did those things happen? Because like the, you, you, you mentioned uh, the Lord's day, you mentioned uh, the second commandment and wasn't there a third thing you said? Um, uh, Baptist covenant theology. Right, right. 
So I guess what I'm wondering is because everybody thinks about like online and this is this is like why everybody slams social media. But for me, social media was what connected me to opinions that I would have never heard of otherwise. So I'm always wondering, like, how was it something about you where you you like you were a reasonably open person and you saw people discussing these things and decided to debate them? Did you dis, did you make changes in your theology based on something that you read in a comment thread? I, I don't think that's the case. I always hope people don't do that. Um, was it, uh, you know, did it bring an awareness? Was there somebody or, or a few somebodies who like came along and helped you and were, you know, a person to you on the internet as hard as that might sound? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop like asking the question in different ways and let you answer. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I dig it. Um, <sighs> yeah, he digs it, Jim. I feel like it was most, um, mostly, uh, self-led if you will um i i think there's, there's there's you know as as with any good person who's been on the internet for more than uh a few years there's you can just look back and thankfully the facebook memories feature you know when it brings up like oh you posted this four <laughs> years ago i'm like oh great another thing that i can delete <laughs> oh you delete those i should do that oh it's it's great mm. to just then people will think i'm even more immutable it's the cringe eraser um <laughs> bro you posted cringe yeah i think that uh actually i was for some reason i don't know why um uh, i think i was pretty hardcore against um like actual observance of the lord's day and ceasing from work based on just why? a silly goofy reading of the gosh passage in hebrews whatever it is three no the one that says, so there still remains a Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. Which I just, I didn't even. That was for Jim. I was. Would you stop <laughs> referencing me in this? Do it. Do it. He's, he's look, Trevor, he's looking at me. Yes. I can't, I can't see him changing. Is he Pardon muted? Pardon us. Keep going. I thought he was immutable. No, you can't. Sorry. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think back to it. Um, probably just a general exposure to the uh, quote-unquote historically reformed positions on, on those specific examples, um, you know, like the second commandment, like the fourth, like the fourth commandment. Um, I think it was just a overtime exposure to them and uh, probably just some supplemental reading, some unrelated reading and uh, teaching that I was receiving in my church um, that just kind of dovetailed in or just like pushed me along that direction. Um, mm. I can't think of many specifics really to point you there. Um, certainly someone, um, I, I, if I had to guess, it would have, it must've been the pub. Uh, someone certainly probably pointed me to uh, 1689 federalism and 1689 federalism.com. And just like that. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you know what? Whatever, man, just, just go, go baptize your non-existent kids. <laughs> sorry was that too, that's a new that, was, that was good that's I, a new position i applaud that i baptize my kids once they believe you will uh, uh other people baptize their kids when they're you know infants you baptize them before they're born you're like going farther farther <laughs> back i think it's gonna be great i've uh, already baptized like three generations okay, of grandkids. <laughs> i'm i'm uh really refraining from some jokes here um so i will continue to refrain Please don't. We never do. So <laughs> that's true. Jim just cuts them I mean, if they're really you, well, offensive. If you're talking about baptizing future generations, it's going to happen every time you like take a shower. You know. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. No, the author of Hebrews makes that argument. This is kind of. I, I like this. This this works. And by that I mean Paul. Oh right. Okay. 
Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Come on. You know, if that's the one thing you guys, you guys bother me so much on that one point, everything else I'll be fine with, but that, that bothers me. You just, just someone, you know, like someone starts talking about Hebrews and from the mist, you all appear and you post the same. Yeah. From the mist, the you emerge. Presbyterian you, article. And you post the same purely Presbyterian article or just a picture of, I believe, <laughs> the Geneva Bible, Bible yeah. that says uh, the author of Hebrews. Uh, the epistle but every of time Paul to the Hebrews. That, and, 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 and when they do it, they're like, here, it is solved. The, the, the people will rejoice, but we now have solved it. <laughs> you know what's funny about that to me? But I'm I, sorry. I know you're being funny. But. What's funny about that to me, though, is everybody gets annoyed with it. Nobody actually takes the time to refute it. Like, I mean, maybe this happens occasionally, but most of the time it's just like, oh, yeah, well, I'm sure you know what it is. And it's like, well, did, did you read the article? <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like Jim Gaffigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that tone of voice. That was great. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, I mean, do you have to refute everything some person presents online as if it needs to be? Re- it's like. Um, wait, it, yes. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah, yes. I was about to say, I'm like, isn't that num- rule number one of the internet? I mean, if someone's wrong, you gotta, you gotta fix yeah. that. There's a meme of like, honey, come to bed. And the guy's like, I can't, somebody is wrong on the internet. No, this is XKCD. XKCD, <laughs> that's X- Yep. Yep. Classic. Well, I, I will just concede for the moment that, uh, that, that, that Paul wrote it. Will that make you happy? As long as it's Paul Bart. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so what, was it, what were we asking you? <laughs> All right. Well, let me, uh, let me uh, bring us in here. So you mentioned that um, that your the change that you've experienced on the pub was largely self directed. Do I have that correct? Yeah, I mean, um, self directed in the sense that, like, you know, I wasn't having like in depth, um, you right. know, um, uh, just uh, chat, like one on one chats or like phone calls with other yeah. people about like, oh, hey, you yeah. know. Uh, what do you think about this and that theological issue? It was more just like a, hey, oh, I'm exposed to these ideas. It kind of like um, seeps in over years and then I yeah. read some stuff on yeah. my own and go from there. Yeah. I think I agree that that does take time, but I think it's a really instructive point uh, because I like to think um, that people change their minds in very particular ways. And do I know how exactly people change their minds? Not, not really, but I know a lot of time is sometimes involved. Takes people a long time to move from one's perspective to another. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think a lot of it is self-directed. Meaning, when you're ready to change your mind, you know when you're ready, and you usually seek things out. And over time, you take on new perspectives and you change your mind. What uh, I, I mention that because here's how someone doesn't change their mind during a really heated argument on Facebook. Yeah. That's yep. not usually a time where either parties are interested in changing the other's mind, even though it might seem like that. And maybe sometimes that is the case. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm, but I'm probably think, the exception to your rule. And I'm getting to you in a minute. Okay. But I think, I think, so when those, I think one, <laughs> David, please stop talking. I'm talking here. I can't be muted. David, please. Baptists are speaking. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think uh, those. <laughs> never, we had that power. Yeah, those uh, those discussions or those heated arguments do not change minds because it's usually the reason why you're arguing is just to be self-indulgent. You're um, you're just trying to exercise your muscles in front of everyone or even to sharpen your own position, to sharpen your own position or you're just, you know, a little uh, a little tiffed. And, uh, you know, when we're all tiffed, we tend to type more and those arguments just tend to go on forever. It's pronounced gift. Thank you. <laughs> but, but the point is, I think that's one of the reasons why we don't like it when people just argue online. And there's a variety of reasons, of course. 
But one of the reasons why I don't like it is because really what you're trying to do is, is nowhere near possible, which is change somebody's perspective. Now, that I, I, I think it's the case that when most people change their minds, it's self-directed. But there are some times when a genuine interaction, a dialogue with someone can change your perspective. But I think it's less about the quality of the, the, the debate and more about your willingness to change and learn. Which brings us to David. So whenever we talk about this, David, you always say, that's precisely how I have changed is through online interaction <laughs> and debates. Because you're a little different, though, aren't you? I am, yeah. So how does that, how does that work? I mean, you basically became a covenanter online, really, right? That's true. I, I attended uh, Greenville uh, Seminary online. No. Okay. Um, oh, that explains <laughs> so much. I, I did not. Um, <laughs> no, and th- this is something that I guess you don't know about us is that Jim and I go to the same church. The church is a reformed, charismatic, uh, sovereign grace style. Don't uh, do that. What do you mean? We haven't been sovereign grace since 2013. No, but I mean, like, like if you were to go to a sovereign grace church and then you were going to, to just, go to our church, you a, wouldn't, you wouldn't walk away saying, oh, these are wildly it's different. It's just a charged phrase. They've been in the news lately. Oh, have they? I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't pay attention to charismatic uh, yeah, news. Yeah, me either. Oh, guys, it's, never mind. <laughs> this is a losing battle and I'm just going to take my point and not fight you guys because I won't change your mind. I, the, the, the problem is that like, I mean, obviously we, we have the same, the same statement of faith as sovereign grace ministries. Okay. So like, right. I think that's, it's fair to say we are sovereign grace style we have adopted their statement of faith and i would be in a presbyterian church by now if there were one around that wasn't also sovereign grace style uh i think is the best way that i can put that like we like like most of the presbyterian churches in our area are very they're pca they're very uh they they lean toward a lot of these a lot of the things that uh well i guess what i'm trying to say is I, i wouldn't notice that much of a difference other than that there's a confession that i can appeal to which i've thought about but Again, like why, why leave one congregation, you know, the people, the, the pastors, they know us, we know them. Um, so anyway, all of that to say, yeah, basically everything has been online because I don't know anybody in Spokane who holds the things that I hold. Um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're in uh, Spokane, Washington. Uh, I don't know. Like I have a couple, I have a couple of friends mm-hmm. who hold these things, but by and large, it's all online. And yeah, okay. But the other unique thing about me, I guess, is if we're talking about rhetoric, we're talking about uh, ethos, pathos, and logic uh, and logos. The idea of uh, persuasion through reason, persuasion through uh, like like appeal to like humanity, emotion, mm-hmm. sure, uh, and appeal because the speaker seems to know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't tend to track with pathos. Like I, mm-hmm. we've we've had a whole episode about how I, I may actually be autistic. Um, and not, not like as a joke, but like I took a a test from Cambridge. Um, and so for me, like, and by may, I mean, Cambridge basically said, yo, bro, (laughs) you're autistic. Um, (laughs) please go see someone, please. And and Cambridge never says, yo, bro. Um, (laughs) yo, bro. I don't know. That's not a. That's not an English accent at all. No, I, I'm not sure what that's for. That's for like the Slavs squatting here. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I, that's the kind of thing is it's, it's different things for different people. Like, like for me, if you don't have the, like, if you don't sound serious, like, like honestly heated debates, like, I don't know that the heated nature of the debate changes it for me. Like really, but you surely, I'm listening to the words. Surely you notice that the, that the, the tone 
Oh, I notice. I notice when a no, debate no, what is I mean, heated. What, what, what the tone, what, what it's begetting, what it's creating, which is basically just people talking across the. Or oh no, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. And the de- yeah. defensive walls, you can just see them uh, uh, growing when it comes to a heated online debate. But I'm, I'm surely you see that. I do. I do. But but you just you just don't care. Well, it doesn't it doesn't affect me in the sense that if I see that happening in a debate, that doesn't mean that I'm going to discredit either side because that would be a straw man. Okay. See, I, I can is, resonate with not that a straw too. man, and that hominem. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I can, I can kind of resonate with that. Yeah, hmm. I kind of wish yeah. I was more like you to have that ability. It's a gift because I get turned, and a curse. I, I get turned off mostly by online stuff because of just the curse that I'm in. I'm thinking a lot about pathos. I think. But you have the ability to see through that. Maybe we should stop. I should stop uh, saying that you're so weird and say that we should be more like you. <laughs> That's the takeaway. That's Trevor. the uh, episode title. Oh yeah, Trevor's here. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> just speaking. Hi. Hello. I'm just speaking I'm, no, to David I'm, no, here. I'm loving this. This is a. Uh, I mean, number one, uh, I kind of want to take that Cambridge test too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fine. There's a link in the show notes for the episode that's entitled. Uh, we don't actually title things useful. I'll send you a link. You know, Trevor, I can tell by the way you dress, you're nowhere near autistic. So don't worry about it. Oh, red, green, colorblind, red, green, colorblind. That's the episode title. We'll send it. We'll send the episode to you in the mail. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, 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 um, uh, I, I have a question or well, a comment and, and then a question. Um, uh, I kind of resonate also with the, um, pathos doesn't terribly influence me too much as well mm-hmm. um I can't, think, I can't terribly think of a good example but um you know maybe if uh I'm, I'm just vaguely thinking back to different like retreats i've been to either in like high school with like a, a youth group or whatever and mm. you get some really emotional speaker or something like that and it's just for some reason it's just like okay yeah you know uh you know, you can be, you know, super emotional and get, get people charged up and stuff, but I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I mean, is it, I think the things that drive me and change me in that effect, in that uh, regard, um, and I guess this ties into online stuff, but a little bit disconnected from that would be, it's just like when, when the, when a seed of an idea, um, takes root and that could just it could be like half of a sentence it could be something that just clicks and Mm. opens up doors so to speak in understanding this or that um so i don't know if it's the same for you guys but uh, i resonate with no no i i totally hear that because leonardo dicaprio has crawled into my brain many times and incepted so many things uh so okay i'll just leave i'll just take my joke and leave more careful about who you sit next to on airplanes Right, right. You never know what kind of a, a journey you're going to be on. I want to just make a quick a point of order, if it pleases the court. Um, pathos sustained people, people, people um, that are slaves to pathos like me. I don't think it's just about emotion, or that I am carried with uh, an argument carries me because of the emotion of uh, of the speaker. But I think it's also about what I perceive his motives to be. And what kind of cues physically or through mood and tone that I can uh, catch that helps inform me about what a person's motives are. Hmm. I think that's also a thing. It's not just about uh, an argument that is more emotionally charged uh, is, is um, something that, I, uh, that I'm more connected to. That's not really the case. Sometimes, and I think, I think to some degree we all are. 
but I think a lot about motives and I want to know what, if this person really cares about what they're saying, because we've all heard someone talk and we have a suspicion that they don't really care or really even believe what they're saying. And we're immediately just turned off. I think that's a pathos thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I felt that most of the time Trevor has been talking. (laughs) There is something about this man. I just, (laughs) he creeps me out. I mean, I, I, uh, it's, it's the bane of being a central New Yorker. We are, our hearts are at a solid, uh, negative four Fahrenheit, you know? Well, Trevor, (laughs) Trevor, to be honest, uh, it's because, um, because you're not wearing pants, it's really it's really weirding out, David. You know, I would appreciate I, um, I would appreciate next time you and we I actually are don't a, know. But <laughs> next time I we're on a Skype interview, could you please not? Well, I, I mean, I'll leave it a mystery, but I well, that, well that I, I, I would did prefer cross my mind. Just like a Lutheran, <laughs> please please don't stand up. <laughs> Let's leave it a mystery. Let's keep this discussion Lutheran. Thank you very much. Lutheran, <laughs> anyways, so shrouded so, in mystery. So, uh, oh, yeah, the mystery. I thought that was like Easter. No, well, it's them too. It's a common Lutheran joke that David does. <laughs> Once you get it a couple of times, then then it becomes funny. This but at first, I'm thinking consubstantiation. <laughs> and and you're better for it. So sorry, I stepped on your point. I just wanted to make that clarification. No, I didn't want us pathos people to be uh, maligned in this uh, public audience. No, and I mean, I think that's, pathos, a, that's a good point, though. I agree. I agree with that. I think pathos is an important part of rhetoric. For me, I I've, I was just thinking about it as you were talking, and it's like. I think that like before somebody can emotionally affect me, because I mean, you know, this from sales, Jim, mm-hmm. Jim and I both work in like marketing sales or I used to now I'm like a web developer uh, and Jim, Jim just has no soul, but people make decisions for emotional reasons and then seek to back those up with, with, with logic. Okay. And for me, when somebody is talking, when somebody's presenting, it's like, they almost have to have permission to affect my emotions. Like I see what you're doing. You're trying to affect my emotions, but I don't know you like yeah. Sarah, my wife, she can affect my emotions. And I might like, if she were to make an argument from pathos, I might just go along with it because I feel like she's somebody that like could affect me in that way. But when it's, when it's not somebody that I trust like that, if I hear you making appeals to my emotions, I'm just like, well, hold on. Those are off limits. You have to, you have to display the the logos and ethos bona fides before we can move along. I'm sorry. There is so much ancient dead languages in this show. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm glad, you know, in some ways, David, I wish we were all more like you. Are, are we saying that the common audience for this uh, podcast is lower than average intelligence-wise? Well, if they're listening, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you choose Just, you to listen what? to the Touché. show over Touché. and over again, there's not a whole lot of positive things we can attribute to you. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, so yeah, I mean, just three or four episodes at a time, then take a long break and then come back. There you go. That's what we recommend. Wait, so so here's an indefinite hiatus. Uh, well, we have we have small group tonight. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wait, we do? Don't we? Are you sure? I'm 84% uh, sure. I'm going to look at my calendar here. I, I need to finish didn't. preparing for mine. For Did you tomorrow. really? One, two, three. Yeah, we have, we have small group. We do? Bro, you should text your wife. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. I'm just... Crap. Okay, go ahead. That's awesome. Should leave man. all this you in. Guys, you guys have some uh, gumption, or I was going to say yeah. cojones, but I didn't know if you need to bleep that. No, out. we only do we only do Yiddish on this show. Please keep your <laughs> Spanish to yourself. Yes, caballero. Uh, so, <laughs> Final question. Final question is: Have you seen any trends? Any like like I'm sure that you've seen people come into the pub. Maybe they 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 come into the pub. And they're like a brand new Calvinist. They still believe a lot of very like Arminian, like 
uh, evangelifish style things and they are persuaded. Um, and, and you watch somebody go from, from that point to maybe it's reformed Baptist, maybe it's Presbyterian, I hope. Uh, and, and you kind of watch that transformation. Are there any things that you see people doing in their interactions with those? I know you might not have that granular of a perspective, but are there any patterns that you tend to see or have you talked to people, et cetera? Is there anything like basically how do I convince people to become covenanters on, on the reform pub? You're asking if sixteen eighty nine are to help you in your quest. Right, right. I, I guess this line of questioning is just leading me to be honest, because I have a very granular and very specific example in mind. Um so, so uh it might not make David too happy though. Um but uh we'll we'll see you, about that. You have the one example in the whole world of a Presbyterian becoming a Baptist, is that what this is? Uh, <laughs> No, it's more me complaining about when the other happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but, but on a serious No, note, I'm fascinated in that too. Yeah, that, and that's fine. Um, but um, I, I think that, uh, so, okay, so let's say you've got a, um, um, you know, either a, a, a new Calvinist, a young, restless, reformed person, or someone who's like, you know, on that path is just coming to those convictions. Uh, let's say they join the pub. Let's say they join any other new Calvinist joins the group from a kind of broadly evangelical Baptisty church, um, which, you know, is generally conservative in the sense of holding to the iner- inerrancy of scripture, general orthodoxy, you know, Trinitarian doctrine, um, maybe even, you know, throw a dash of biblical complementarianism in there. Um, you know, just general, appropriate, biblical, conservative stuff. But yes, indeed. Um, uh, general appropriate. Yeah, yeah, general, you know, just just general, but but not too specific. Um, so, you know, their statement of faith is uh, short uh, and maybe copy and pasted from somewhere else. Who knows? Mm. Um, but, uh, so you got a person like that joining and then they're exposed to just a variety of ideas. Let's say they're already on a trajectory towards reform theology, however you want to define that. Um, so they're on that trajectory. Um, maybe they're not, they, they really have probably dispensational, probably like maybe even like light dispensational, like, Oh, we don't really talk about it that much, but you know, I got this crazy buddy in small group who will tell me all about it every time it comes up. <laughs> um, or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm there occasionally. Um, <clears throat> um, but, uh, so then they get exposed to all these different ideas and maybe like, maybe if for some reason, either in personality or, um, like, uh, maybe a little cage stage stuff going on there. Uh, they'll get drawn to maybe the most conservative sounding ideas out there. Uh, hmm. you know, if they can kind of draw the, <laughs> if only you could, if only we could have put that look in audio form. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, Jim just gave me a look. I'm giving David lasers. <laughs> Lasers. with lasers perhaps we should stream this show <laughs> <laughs> well, that I thought be, about that. That would, well you don't want me to lift my camera too much here um <laughs> yeah you sorry please don't tango next time we chat okay sorry yeah You're doing a lot of dancing over there i know uh, it takes it takes two to tango jim and we have three which is why it's so weird <laughs> please just, you just, you just you please, can't get the rhythm right it's just yeah and please stop touching my leg 
I actually have done that like twice. No, I was it's talking. To, I was talking to Trevor. It's because I keep spinning in my chair. Okay, all right. Anyway, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> we do these things. You just have to roll with it, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, so maybe they might be drawn to a particularly conservative idea. Uh, and David, again, sorry to pick on you, um, but you know, let's. Okay, well, I won't pick any of that specifically. Let's just say, hey. Um, this Presbyterian buddy who seems, let's say he's a totally reasonably reasonable person, or maybe there's just a whole gaggle of Presbyterians, um, who it's like, oh shoot, you know, they have like, um, documents that have existed for hundreds of years that kind of lay out this like understanding of the Bible from like kind of a whole big picture view. Um, and like, well, that, that sounds cool. Like I'm down with biblical theology. I'm down with like, Hey, um, the Bible is cohesive, it is united in its message. Uh, God, you know, there's one author, God, telling the story of, um, you know, of creation and redemption of mankind and the restoration of all things. And like, he does it through covenant with people like, oh man, this sounds all really good. And it's like, uh, maybe that person also gets like a little frustrated with like, well, I'm not really getting this from my kind of evangelish uh, church where, um, you know, maybe at worst case scenario, they're doing, you know, goofy, uh, at the movies, you know, sermon series talking about Aladdin and how you can, you know, uh, have four steps to, you know, fulfill your self actualization of your potentiality to its maximum extent in God glorifying ways. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just trying to make fun of that kind of thing. Um, so maybe that person is in a church like that. And they're a little dissatisfied. So these other reformed ideas are very appealing to them. Uh, maybe they're listening to John Piper. Maybe they're listening to, I don't know, fill in the blank. Um, they get snagged on some sermon audio with this guy or that guy. Um, and maybe they're drawn to, you know, a Presbyterian conviction, but it's like, oh, oh, crap. That means I got to like, you know, uh, what do I do? Do I like leave a church? Do I become a person who's like super cagey about it? Or do I like, <laughs> <laughs> do I exist as kind of a normal person? You know, this I is, ask myself that question every day. Hey, hey, there you go. So there's, there's, there's an inflection point there, if you will. Uh, two roads diverged in a, uh, a yellow wood and sorry I could not travel both and be one cage stager long I stood and rattled my cage and fought the people who were wrong on the internet. Isn't that how the poem goes? Yeah, uh, I was uh, looking it up and that's exactly how Robert Frost wrote it. I'm, mm. I'm I thought very... that was D.A. Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Two roads, don't you see? Don't you see? Do you see? Do you see? Our D.A. Carson impression. I hope you enjoyed oh, it. Oh my goodness. Thank you all, folks. We're good. Slice from a flog and sign off. We can move along. Lickety split. Oh boy. That's funny. The first and last time you'll hear a D.A. Carson impression <laughs> from you and I. Well, no, it won't be the last. Oh, oh no. Okay. I Sorry, wish Trevor. I, keep going. No, I wish I could do one, but I've uh, I've only like heard him preach. Well, listened to like two of his messages. But anyways, that fits the bill. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe the person's drawn to basically without getting into specifics, like I've seen people. And if, if I'm complaining, I'm saying like, Whoa, bro, like you're listening to John Piper last week. And now you're like, you know, um, 
calling for the imprisonment of XYZ people <laughs> violating the fourth commandment. Um, like, <laughs> okay, and how? let's slow well, the, the roll hand on the theonomy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I'd, be, so I'd that, be open to prosecution if with gold dust uh, admittance, but other than that, <laughs> just... How could you could prosecute? Is that kind of abrasive? I thought gold was pretty, uh, you know, ductile. Oh, yeah, oh sure. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you're describing the pathway one might take towards uh, that hardcore stuff. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. And, and I, mm. it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to judge from being an admin online and just in, engaging with other people. Um, but sometimes it like kind of seems that way, you know, most of the time I'm just poking fun at people like, Oh, you traitor. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> you're a Baptist last week, you're a Presbyterian this week. What's it going to be next week? You know, come on. Yeah. We, 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 well, we, uh, I'm just not Anglican and I'll be happy. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was just about to make an Anglican joke. <laughs> well, when I, when I was around there, I, I, I did notice that conversions from, you know, Baptist to Presbyterian were much more common than Presbyterian to Baptist, of course. But what I want is, I want to right. shush. But what I want to stress, though, is like, what does that correlate to? What what kind of truism can we derive from that phenomenon? And what kind of motives can we attribute to that? I mean, I don't know if we can go so far. We don't really know why people are doing that in this specific space on the internet, which is quite vast. I mean, I fell into the trap of thinking that whatever happened in the Reform pub was, you know, life. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. Or, or at least a Christian. Because, you know, I mean, that's kind of how Facebook acted for, a lot, for me and a lot of people. News was kind of brought to it. You didn't really need to go outside the bubble of Facebook. And I found myself just kind of living in this world on the pub where I thought, okay, well, this is just kind of how things are with a lot of, you know, people talking about this and talking about that. And, oh, there's a lot of conversions from, you know, people who were uh, in, in conservative churches or whatever, becoming Baptists, New Calvinists, and then all of a sudden they become covenanting, uh, sword-wielding crazy guys. Well, if it trends this way, I'm going to have to move to Rhode Island. Right. <laughs> Awkward. Not really sure what to do now. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to be careful what to derive. Is that, from is that, that just fun. not common knowledge, the Rhode Island thing? Because I keep no. making that reference and people look at me. What is that from? What is that from? In the original 13 colonies, they were basically all not Baptist except for Rhode Island. And whenever any of the oh. original 13 colonies, save Rhode Island, wanted to banish somebody because they were a Baptist, they went to Rhode Island. Okay, well... Now I know where we should uh, move then. You're like, Which, by the way, Rhode Island was the only, the only, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Colony not present at the drafting of the Constitution. Oh, which is so weird because it was their politics. You are bringing back like nightmares of AP US history from like high school <laughs> to me right now. Yeah. Wow. But anyways, the, the point I just want to make is let's just be careful what we can derive from seeing those uh, occurrences Agreed. on the pub. Yes. I, I was suspicious at the time because sometimes, you know, not that I wouldn't if I were in that camp, but, you know, the Presbyterians would also, yes, from as they do, come from the mist and just like, hey, here we go. We got another Baptist <laughs> becoming a Presbyterian. It's just a matter of time, people. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> like, we, we're not the ones. <laughs> we're, not, we're not the ones with fog machines. Okay. <laughs> I'll grant you that. Uh, yeah, fair enough. That's a point. That's a point <laughs> I'll give to you. Here, we'll go to, I'll go to the board here where I'm, all the points I'm giving to you. All of the problems I'll, we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, and and I would gladly have your problems. Well, not no. You know what? Never mind. I strike that from the record. I don't, you don't want the PCUSA. Like a pressure washer in baptisms. Would that like create like a mist comparable to fog machines? <laughs> sure. I don't yeah, think the well, babies you know, would appreciate that that much. Whenever yeah, we I, see a mist, we, we get excited when we see mists. Uh, so, anyways, anyway, that's just a point I wanted to make. That's all I wanted to say. I'll go home right now. 
think this is a great place to stop. Uh, I think the mark of a great discussion is uh, one that you don't want to end. And I've been having a lot of fun today. So, Trevor, thank, thank you, you very much for mm. uh, for chatting with us. I hope we can have you on again and continue this because there's a lot of things I still wanted to talk about. No doubt. And, uh, and, yeah, and our conversation has uh, brought us too many roads. Okay, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and pause here. And, uh, well, not pause, but we're going to end this. So, we're going to end the show. So, uh, so yeah, really that's it. We're really bad at ending the show. Finally! Yeah. I was waiting yeah, for this. <laughs> so we're listeners. We'll see everybody later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Save me from this podcast Is it over or just dragging along Will these two guys talk forever Or will they quit if I sing them this song My back is sore from all this flagellation Started off so tongue in cheek. Now it seems it's almost over. So I'll just have to wait.